You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start a whole bunch of companies, LLCs, open up business accounts with $18,000 credit card limits, use those credit cards, declare bankruptcy, profit. <laughs> it seems actually like a money laundering scheme. That's exactly, that's like <laughs> exactly what that is. If you just Russian doll LLCs until you get to the one they can't reach. Do crimes. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football, football, Harry Potter, nerd shit podcast, uh, and therefore greatest. Wait, yeah, wait hang good, on. That was a good segue. On. I didn't, I didn't get the, I didn't get the higher octave on football. I, I think you have to do, do it we again. want to do this again? Okay. All right. Fine. Football. Football. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football, football. Harry Potter podcast. Um, All right, that was better. Thanks. Uh, Actually, that was a nice touch. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Asa, aka the Twig, aka uh, Wand Man, because twigs and so on. Stan Shunpike. Stan, aka Stan Shunpike. Uh, I'm with my uh, forever co-host, my my person, my the other half of my Horcrux, Napoleon Gregg, aka the Whomping Willow Stump. Uh, yeah. Actually, I think that makes me Ernie, and I think that makes Angus the problematic shrunken head. All works. All works. We are here mm-hmm. with our nerdcast, <laughs> our nerdcast <laughs> co-host. Uh, to the AKA, accent. AKA the shrunken head. Um, and we, Not to uh, the accent. We, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. So um, we hope it's... Uh, Last time it was Monday.com. I believe that was the last episode, um, which they haven't been. They're, they're back. 
So this episode drops on a Monday. So monday.com, if you want us to do uh, live reads, uh, reach out. Uh, they're worse than your recorded reads. So, you know, good. Anyways, we're here to talk about the second half, God willing, the second half, not the middle third of the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, Stump, should we buy, should we buy Twigs a time turner? Oh, yes. So, so, so we're, we're, we're putting this out in the world, huh? Oh, we are. Absolutely. Oh, great, 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 great. 40 minutes late to a podcast. Definitely. Uh, sir, I was 36 minutes late to a podcast. We round because up he on... had to go to the bank like a boomer ass motherfucker. It was pretty boomery of me. Um, I like, I even got the, the banker to be like, 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 I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Um, can we have a conversation about um, how it works with the Hello. private client group? So like, you know, whatever. Um, we are now joined by our uh, littlest co-host, um, the branch, the branch, and the other branch. That looks very <laughs> similar. It's also here. Um, One might even call it identical. Identical branches off of the twig um, are are here on the podcast. I don't know if if there are any words. You got anything to say? <laughs> that's a hard nope, pass. Nope, we got we got nothing. That's uh, dead air is good for podcasts. I think I... <laughs> we're off to a great start. I also like to go. I also like to go when I see Daddy. Uh, all right, so we left off a professional podcast. <laughs> this is a professional podcast hosted by two-year-olds. Uh, we left off with Professor Trelawney telling Harry he's going to die. So the next part is where uh, Harry falls in love with a teacher. But not in that way, because they finally get a defense against the dark arts teacher who is worth like half. Was oh, it Bogart shit. time? It's Bogart time, isn't it? It's Bogart, it's Bogart time, time with with, uh, with with vinyl. Uh, Remus Lupin, big vinyl fan. Remus Lupin, That's true. Vinyl. Uh, yeah. So this is one of the weirder. So is this considered a? Who's got their uh, Fantastic Beasts in front of them? Is this considered a magical creature? Uh, Bogart it absolutely is a it has to be right. Magical. Okay, so Bogarts are the beast. Bogarts are like the uh, shape shifting non entity. Basically, it's Ditto, but in the Harry Potter say world. Ditto. Yeah, yeah, Ditto. yeah. Ex- Let's just call except it Ditto. that instead of instead of just copying whatever it sees, uh, it takes the form of your greatest fear. So we get like a mini psychological lesson. Uh, and therapy session with all of the Gryffindors and Lupin. Can I, can I, can I, Harry. can I put forth a, a, a question? Um, two things. Sure. One. Yeah, why not? One. Do we believe that uh, the Pokemon universe intersects or interacts with the Harry Potter universe in any fashion? Uh, mm. I wanted to. Because there is a Vulpix in the Harry Potter universe. I was flipping through my book the other day and there is a Jack Russell Terrier with multiple tails and they cut off the tails in the muggle world so that you can't tell that it's not a Jack Russell Terrier. And I looked at it and I was like, that's a Vulpix. Um, and it's possible just like in the British culture, they don't um, recruit 10 year olds to do cockfights. Um, like, I'm, I'm just saying like, is it, you call it a, tra- uh, a Chinese fireball. I call it a Gyarados. Yeah. Like, I, so, yeah so, sure. so 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 that's 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 my first question. My second question is when you're in this Bogart Bogart thing, um, Bogart. 
Boggart, 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 Bogey, Boggart, um, Boggart, um, Humphrey Boggart. Um, like, does it say what you think your greatest fear is, or does it know what like your true greatest fear is? So, like, for for Ron, it was spiders. For me, apparently, it was that clown in the Jack in the Box because uh, that was terrifying <laughs> in the film. I don't know why they did that to me. Um, you know, and 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 for Lupin, it was the moon. But like, for anyone, is it just like? Their parent being very disappointed. Well, that's pretty much yeah, what Ron's was. was. I mean, not Ron. Ron, Ron uh, was Spider. No, it was Neville's. It was Neville's. It was Neville's. It wasn't his parents. It was his grandmother. Well, no, Neville was scared of Snape. Oh, and that's he, right. Okay. And then he turned it. He turned Snape into Snape wearing into his, his grandmother's. grandmother's yeah, because yeah. I, I just want to point out here that uh, if anybody was wondering if this whole J.K. Rowling's opinions on uh, transgender trans anything uh was an indication it was very funny that snake was wearing girls clothes in in the film Just yeah not, not a good look not a look, good look for our author oh, thing. i mean she's consistent you could say that for her sure <laughs> uh what was i don't remember what was hermione's they didn't do hermione they didn't do hermione there no. was a joke about what uh you got a b she'd get, she'd get a b yeah b plus yeah. Uh, paper yeah um, yeah. I, so I was gonna say that's probably Hermione would probably be the one that would answer that question to us because you know she would try and say that it's like something that nobody would laugh at, but it is probably the fact that she got a B in a paper. I, I bet for her it's something like. Um, do, do you remember uh, how how well uh, do you guys remember Community? Yeah, uh, I didn't okay. watch the whole thing. Do you remember the character Annie Kim? No. Yes. Okay, so uh, Angus, for your benefit and for our listeners' benefit, Annie Kim is uh, the character Annie, who is basically Hermione um, at Community College. Uh, and uh, she's like Bizarro Annie. And she's just like better, a little bit better at everything. And mm. I feel like Hermione's greatest fear is that she's not the best at everything. And so like, I wonder if her Boggart would have been like, her with a goatee, like Bizarro Superman. Um, <laughs> like, like, like if we missed out on like that image, which would also have been A, on brand for J.K. Rowling because the trans thing, but B, very funny because it would have introduced Superman into the Harry Potter universe. And I just want everything to be part of the Harry Potter universe. We've already established, no, we have not yet established that Doctor Who is part of the Harry Potter universe, but it is. That comes later. Yeah, comes no. Later. Uh, yeah. Well, I think... I think uh, Hermione's greatest fear is probably that Ron is better than her at anything. It doesn't have to be everything, just like one thing. So what are the chances, I don't think you guys have seen Multiverse yet, I obviously have not, what are the chances that like Daniel Radcliffe just like kind of maybe shows up in the movie? Uh, so um, as of recording, this is May 6th, um, none of us have seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What are the odds that Daniel Radcliffe shows up in the Multiverse of Madness? I'm going to put so it at a really, like, really, really high one in a hundred. I think there's a one percent chance that he shows up. Okay, there's no way. So, I, I mean, they're not. If you're way, saying that, that movie, no way. Wait, hang on. That so, movie they're, they're specifically like actual, like, bingo cards. That movie like, specifically, show no, no. That movie specifically, no. Does does Daniel Radcliffe show up in the multiverse at some point? Yes. I mean, all uh, on a long enough timeline, all actors will eventually be in Marvel. Um, yeah. Yes. Except for um, Amber Heard, because you know. 
Probably yeah. not. Mm. Um, she's uh, she's she's having a bad week, but um, I think I think that the the odds that Harry Potter there's a Harry Potter Marvel crossover is a lot lower than there is a um, DC Harry Potter crossover for uh, ownership reasons. Warner Brothers has a better relationship with DC than they do with uh, Disney. They don't like the well, they they own they own DC. I'm, I'm aware. That's why they have a better relationship. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. See, and, and it turns out Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse don't like each other. Uh, well known, well known uh, opposition. Well, that's because one of them only wears pants, and one of the and one of them refuses to wear pants. Oh no, that's that. Uh, so Donald, Donald uh, refuses to wear pants. What's next after the Boggarts? After uh, the Boggarts, uh, isn't it? Isn't it first? Uh, Hogsmeade. No. Well. Mm. Well, that's the movie. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. I think it's that. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, Harry tries to get Harry tries again tries to get around the Hogsmeade uh, permission slip permission slip thing by having Professor McGonagall sign it. She refuses, so he's left. He's the only third year that's left back at uh, the castle. So he has uh, drinks with Lupin. And this is how Harry is first introduced to the weird thing that Snape is making Lupin drink every, or Lupin is asking Snape to make him every month, which Harry immediately assumes is poison. Which, like, I often ask my enemies to make me poison. <laughs> it's like, hey, actually, yeah. you know what? That's actually true. I have asked you on multiple occasions, Stumpy, to get me a drink, which is definitionally Thir- poison. 13-year-old remains stupid. 13-year-old remains stupid. Um, I so, am also your enemy. Yeah. Uh, um, so the, the, in, in, uh, in the books, does he, is this when Fred and George give him the Marauder's Map, or did the, the movies just sort of put those together? Uh, it's the sec- that's the second Hogsmeade yeah, that's uh, the second one. trip. So first we have to have... So Harry, Ron, and Hermione try to get back into the uh, common room and find that the fat lady has been slashed to pieces and has gone on the run, which is the first time that we are introduced to the uh, idea of Sirius Black being in close proximity to Hogwarts, or Harry, Harry himself. Hogwarts. Yes. Yeah. Well, but it's also the first time the he's been like The call is coming close. from inside the common room. Right. So then everybody has to everybody has to go and have a giant sleepover in the Great Hall, which is fun. As all the teachers and the prefects, which okay, let's let's pause for a second and say that we have 17-year-olds who we are trusting to uh search around the castle for what is admittedly a thought to be a mass murderer. It's it's a pretty again, like we we've talked about the Looney Tunesization. Of this whole thing, that's that's pretty Scooby Doo, right? It's like yes, let's yes. let's 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 put uh, Percy and Penelope. I mean Daphne and uh, Fred, Fred, Fred. Uh, you know, let's just let them go off, and I'm sure that it'll be fine. It's like, yeah, we know what you're doing. Snogging. It's snogging, which snogging. which also we're ignoring the fact that I know they do use it, but like they also have the ghosts doing patrols. Which makes more sense because in light what of what we learned do? from this, <laughs> right? In light of what we learned from the last book, uh, they can't die twice. Yeah. So, like, I, see that I, I, I would I would utilize the the ghosts to be much more like 
like, hey, uh, Nick, you can hang around here. We won't figure out how to expel you from the area. You just got to do patrols sometimes, you know, like go find Sirius. He's around. Also, is there a dog that's just wandering around Hogwarts that everybody's just like sort of cool with? There's uh, not, which Sirius is kind of weird because I'm. Yeah, he's a uh, he's very good at hiding in his massive black dog form. <laughs> but still, like, no, no, like I just like I, I have to imagine that like at some point someone's walking down the hall, sees a dog, and is just like, "Hey, what's up?" and keeps walking. <laughs> but he's getting really good help from Crookshanks, so clever. Yeah, but walk. you would think that. Fang, like, I'm surprised at how controlled Fang is because Fang really only ever pops up when Harry goes to Hagrid's hut, which in reality, uh, Fang would probably be everywhere all over the grounds all the time. Yeah, yeah, yes. that, do- that, that dog would have free reign at the grounds because, like, I don't get the sense that Hagrid is like a, I am going to discipline and train this dog. He seems like a, dog's got it. He growled at a, an 11 year old. 11-year-old shouldn't have been standing there. What do you want? Good dog. <laughs> that is exactly the type of mentality. Like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't wander into the spider's lair. The spider's going to eat you. Like, that's not the spider's fault. That's your fault for going to the spider's lair. Don't be there. And, and so, like, I, like, I, I can't imagine Fang is a dog. The, the blasted like eagle. Yeah, the, or the eagle, uh, lion, whatever hybrid that attacks the 13-year-old and Hagrid's it's like, well, you were rude. I, yeah. Whatever it is. Don't be a dick to the Sphinx? Quasi-Sphinx? Hippogriff. Oh, because Sphinx Hippogriff. Is, yeah, because Sphinxes Sphinx. come up later. Yeah, they come up later. They do. Um, we know it's a hypocrite, Angus. I mean, you're a hypocrite. It's a hippogriff. I've been trying to make a no. hypocrite hippogriff no, joke. Bad joke. Like, yeah, bad I know. Joke. yeah, that was really oh, bad. Oh, I know. That was a D. That was really DFS. bad. All right. Um, so, so can we talk about the Marauders? During sleepover time. Oh, no. During sleepover, time. During sleepover right, right, right. we're getting there. We're very right, close right. to that. Yeah, during sleepover on. time, we hear that Snape, uh, we hear Snape and Dumbledore over, uh, having a conversation about how a uh, certain hire was not a good idea, which we later learn to be Lupin. But uh, Harry obviously has all kinds of thoughts about this and then Lupin misses his next uh, lesson and Snape has to teach it so we have to turn to page 396 Uh, then during the next Quidditch match which is Slytherin versus Gryffindor uh, Harry sees the black dog off in the I think it's off in the distance or it's like hiding in the stands Um. And then the Dementors come onto the field and Harry passes out and falls off his broom. So they lose the match and his broom flies all the way into the Whomping Willow, which beats the absolute shit out of the Nimbus 2000. Which up to this point, we have not mentioned. Yeah, nice. We have not mentioned the Nimbus 2000 on this podcast by name. We have talked about brooms. We have talked about the bullshit aspect that some brooms are faster than others. And you're playing a game in which that matters. Um, But Throughout the books, if I recall correctly, um, the Nimbus 2000 was like his best friend. Like he loved that thing. Like he would just like polish the handle absentmindedly. Um, And yeah, we know, we know, we can all move forward. It's fine. It's fine. Sometimes you polish the handle absentmindedly. Yeah, we've already addressed polishing your broomstick. Yeah, it's a thing you do when you're 13. Um, And you're able to like close the blinds on your bed. 
Yeah, we have a four poster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they knew. That's, they knew. That's fine. Oh, yeah, Dumbledore shows up as headmaster. He's like, listen, when I was a student, I would have liked a little more privacy. We're going to give all these, we're going to yeah. give all the boys uh, curtains. Yeah. What, not the girls? Girls, uh, don't well. girls don't need it. <laughs> why, why do you need it? They're not, they're not little monsters. Just, it's, it's a good idea. It's a good idea to have some privacy for 13-year-old boys. Otherwise, it gets real weird real fast. Um, uh, so so the, the, the dog on campus, I actually really like this moment in retrospect. It, it doesn't show up in the movies, I don't think. He sees a, a, a dog in the clouds in the movies. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't see the dog. But I, I like this in retrospect because like, it's presented as like, the Dementors have gone off the res. They're being crazy. And it's like, nope, they were doing the job. They, they, they were doing their job. Sirius Black was there. They found him. You all freaked out. But he was there. And the, so the Dementors showed up. Um, granted, um, we didn't know that. But, but I do, like, do want to give credit to the soulless Nazgul, which they are. Right? Just like really scary beings. Yeah, no, no. Nazgul. Yeah. 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 Essentially. Yeah. Wait, is that... Okay. All right, so now we get... We're getting to your, we're getting to your favorite part. So okay. then uh, Lupin has agreed to, Harry recovers from his uh, injury and is afraid of telling everybody that he's again seen the Grimm because uh, Sybil Trelawney has gotten inside of his head, rent-free. Sybil Trelawney lives rent-free in Harry's head. And then uh, Lupin agrees to teach Harry how to fight off the Dementors. Then the next... Uh, Hogsmeade weekend comes up, and Fred and George finally have agreed to bestow two Harry, despite being fifth years and having two, more two and a half to three more years, ostensibly at the school, with this very useful item. They have decided to bestow to bestow it to Harry. Uh, which, go ahead, what do you have to say about the Marauders map? What I have to say about it is that sometimes characters give other characters things that they need to advance the plot. And sometimes you got to advance the plot, even if it doesn't really make sense that two fifth years would give away their golden ticket. George. George, sometimes people just need to get a certain place. They need a map. And sometimes people need to give them the map. And earlier in the, in the series, maybe you created a character who made sense to give them that map, but maybe they couldn't give them the map yet. You just give it to them early. Don't worry about it. Why do Fred and George not need it? Or, uh, we know all the secret passageways by heart. You know where everybody is by heart? No? Okay, fine. Don't worry. Okay, Harry Potter now has the map. Good. Now he can go and do things. George. Anyways, that's what I had to say about that. That wasn't at all an unhinged rant. Uh, so my issues are, the idea of the Mirage map is that it is a single sheet of parchment that is supposed to have every place in the castle and dots representing all of the people inside of the castle. But at no point is it ever... Like explain that either the sheet of parchment is like twenty feet by ten feet, or because like seven seven levels or more plus multiple towers. I don't understand how all of that is on one single sheet of par- parchment. Not only that, but like whenever Harry goes to look at dots, all of a sudden he manages to find the one that he needs, despite the fact that this map should ostensibly have at least a thousand dots on it, uh, which is. So assuming that the that also doesn't show house elves, in so, which case uh, there's like why would, three thousand. Why would it show? So, Dobby, show, Dobby uh, shows up at one point on it, doesn't it? 
Well, he's a free elf. He's a he's not free. Yeah, Dobby's a free oh, elf. Of <laughs> so is your is your issue that she didn't go line by line, detail by detail, explaining exactly how one would go about like finding a specific person on the Marauders map I mean, and a control go from like level to level. Like what I'm envisioning <laughs> in my head is like, okay, so maybe there's like a video game button where like it's if you need to look F. at the different levels <laughs> of the dungeon, you just like click on floor two and then all of a sudden you can see floor number two. Is my that, is that issue game? with the Marauders map <laughs> is that based on based on the world based on the world that she has created, the idea that she puts forth Makes no sense. Would not happen. Would not happen. Could not happen. But see, I'm, I'm okay Damn, with it. didn't get all the details. <laughs> I mean, look, my thing is, is that I think I, the way that I have justified the Marauders map um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a plot device is um, that it shows you what you're looking for, right? So again, yeah. like, like I, I, we already have the room of requirement, right? Like we have in universe a thing that responds to your needs. Um, like sometimes you need a broom closet to cry in. Sometimes you need a bathroom that nobody's going to enter for whatever reason. Um, sometimes you need, uh, yeah, right. Um, polish your handle. Um, sometimes you, you know, and so like maybe the Marauders map, like maybe it's like right now what I need to see is who is walking around near this area. Yeah, and, except and, and, it was and, created by teenagers who... I don't know. Like they, they, they may or may not have known what they were doing, and I don't think like they sophistic- knew. No, 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 I don't think they had any idea what they were doing. I think that it's anything that is good about the Marauders map happened by accident. Yep. <laughs> like, like, like I, I get the sense that three out of the four Marauders were were actually pretty clever. Um, I oh, I mean, yeah, that that's proven. Right. Like, I think Lupin. I think. Peter oh, so you Pettigrew. think Sirius is dumb? I think Sirius is, a, is is an idiot. I love him to death. I think the guy's a moron. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's an idiot. Like, like, he, I mean, look, think about like what his 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 in universe reason he is in jail for thirteen years. I am the best friend of Harry Potter of James Potter. I would never give them up. I would die. I am their secret keeper. What's the first thing I'm gonna do? Not be the secret keeper. Gonna tell anybody? Nope. Gonna gonna give James a head up? Nope. Who am I gonna go to? Peter. Is Peter exceptionally strong? You've known him for 20 years. No. Is he exceptionally confident? Not really. Did he, Is he kind of an idiot? Kind of an idiot? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Good call. Good shit, serious. And like, <laughs> because like if he had run this by anybody, anybody. In the, oh, actually, you know what? It just made sense. He ran it by Dumbledore. Dumbledore told him to go to Peter. He knew Peter was a was a spy. He was using Harry as bait. I got it. Sirius isn't an idiot. He's just trusted Dumbledore, who is the true villain of this series. I mean, Sirius is very clearly an idiot. He is portrayed as the pretty boy of the of the group, and that is yeah, basically kind of, how his life plays out. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a like, hothead. He's a, a hothead pretty boy from a rich family. Like, yeah. Famously runs off to the ministry because he didn't feel like he was doing enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he also doesn't like, uh, it doesn't appear that he tried to explain to anybody that what happened until he explains it to a bunch of 13 year olds 
he's an idiot. <laughs> 13 years later. Yeah, he's an idiot. Not bright. Uh, so, so like I said, I think two, three out of the four of them, very clever. Uh, I think, I think one out of the four of them, huge moron. Um, I, I think it's. I think it's only half of them are clever. I think James Potter and Remus Lupin are pretty smart. Uh, Pettigrew is a pretty sniveling little suck up, and uh, Sirius is, is the idiot pretty boy. I think. Well, I think smart. if you're coming from like a if you're coming from a pure blood family, the chances that you're smart are high enough. I think. I introduce you to Crab and Goyle. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, I also right. introduce you to Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley's a moron. <laughs> who, is, who is a moron. Not bright. Also Harry Potter. Also moron. Uh, impulsive, so, but what, not, not a how moron. Does, how does, he's a little bit of a moron. How does, how does pure blood work with that? So is Harry a pure blood because both of his parents no. were witches and wizards? Even though uh, his mother... So like how like far back do you have blood. to go? We are we are no. not having a conversation about quadroons. We're not we're not uh, doing that. <laughs> no, we're on, having no. a eugenics so, conversation. No, let's not say like the word quadroons. I thought that that was okay. No, oh. mm, we're Apologies. not getting through this book today. No, not looking good. <laughs> um, but do you know what is looking good? This sponsor. Okay. So, um, without getting into what makes a pure blood pure, um, we uh, we now have the Marauders map, and we can get to Huntsmeade, which we need to do. Yeah. So, also, but like as soon as he gets to Hogsmeade, he so he uses his invisibility cloak to get to Hogsmeade through the one-eyed hump witch portal, and then as soon as he gets into Hogsmeade, he takes it off. Which He's the uh, boy alive? Remember, remember, <laughs> Angus, when you said he's not that dumb. He's the dumbest boy alive. He's also 13. <laughs> oh, he yeah. is, he gets again, so much smarter. one of the most, he is one of the most famous wizards in the history of the wizarding world. Probably the most and famous. And he has, Whoa. people have already ma- like made it very clear that Harry is not supposed to be in Hogsmeade. So the first thing he does is goes to Hogsmeade under the cover of an invisibility cloak Smart. and then removes the cloak. Dumb. It's Ron Mexico shit. It's Ron Mexico shit. You are a very famous person and you walk around when people are looking at you and you're like, no, nah, I'm not him. Who are you? Ron Mexico. Thanks, Harry. I mean, Ron. I mean, Mexico. Harry Scotland. <laughs> Harry, Sc- Harry Scotland. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Right. So, so, but then he, this he goes directly again to an expedition. the broomsticks, right? Yeah, he goes yeah. and finds Ron and Ron and Hermione, and then they take him to the three broomsticks, which again, known haunt of professors at uh, Hogwarts, or at the very least, Hagrid, who will recognize him. Uh, but basically, this was giant. This was a giant exposition for Harry to hear the story of how his parents were really killed. So this yeah. is where we get the story where uh, Sirius was the secret keeper. And he was a he was Voldemort's right hand man. So he sold out the Potters to Voldemort, and they're the reason he died, or he's the reason they died. And then also it's the um, explanation of how he ended up in Azkaban, which is like Pettigrew went after him, and he blew Pettigrew plus an entire block full of what was it, thirteen Muggles to smithereens. These are all lies. Lies. Lies, sir. 
but we don't know that at the time. And Harry has a, uh, you know, identity crisis, which I think is fair. 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 Um, so this is a, this is an interesting moment in this book and, and, and in Harry's sort of like hero cycle. Because this, so, so I, I, I need to put my biases on the table. This is my favorite movie and my favorite book. Um, it's also the only... What? You have to put your biceps on the table? Biases. 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 Biases on the table. Um, because it's, it's also the only one that doesn't have Voldemort as an ever-present figure. He doesn't show up as a villain. Yeah. He's not here. So, like, I've always been much more interested in, in uh, like, secondary villains, right? Like, Azula is more interesting than Ozai. Um, you know, the Joker is more interesting than uh, Ra's whatever. Um, so the concept of Harry losing his cool, right? Like he's very impulsive, but somehow he always does the right thing. This is the first time that I think we see Harry in like a, nope, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, what do you, I'm going to go kill him. I'm not, I'm not going to take him to the police. Nope. I'm going to kill him. And it's the first time that like, it's, it's, it's the first time he's on the offensive. Every other right. time it's him trying to protect against He's right. trying to, he thinks it's Snape every single time, but he's trying to protect against like Snape doing something evil in the way. And this time it's not like, I need to, like, I need to stop Sirius Black from attacking people. It's like, this dude killed my parents. Fuck this guy. Let's go. Right. And, and it, it, it was setting up and, and we'll get there in, in, in our review of the seventh book and, and movie um, and, and my very large criticism for the ending of, of this story. But um, in 2024. 2024. Uh, but my my thing here is like, this was the moment where like Harry becomes a character to me instead of like a, a projection of the hero's journey such as it is. Because here is the first time where he's like, nope, nope, I'm gonna go kill some guys. I'm gonna go do some things that I need to do because I cared about my parents and I don't, I got robbed of my parents. I'm gonna go rob this dude of his life. Well, I also, okay, so- if I remember correctly, when I was going through, when I was doing my like reread or re-listen or whatever you want to call it, um, I think I messaged you guys and I was like, there's a very, very big difference in the quality of writing between books two and book three. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I think like just in process that after book two is when JK realized that like she actually had something and the publisher was like, oh, we have something here. We should we let's should probably put like some a support. Full time editor here. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's let's fix a few things. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, but this is the point where Harry becomes like a person instead of like a projection of, yeah. of an idea. Um, yeah. and and like it's 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 he 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 comes back to it a few times over the course of the books. He doesn't really return to it in four. He definitely returns to it in five and six and parts of seven. Um, but. This was like, this was like, to me, this is like a big moment in the series because he, like you said, he's not reactive. He's not, I'm going to protect my friend. He's, he's, he stops being a shield and starts being a sword, um, which is a much more interesting thing as far as I'm concerned. That's a Marvel reference. Oh yeah, it is. Didn't mean yeah. to be. It was, wow. I, I, I actually, I actually meant it to be a, um. Uh, a Sparta reference because there were certain people. Wow, way to shields. be, way to be a nerd. Name name no of way. the series, 
Name of the series. Wait. <laughs> what, what, so what, now, what are we if we're not nerds? So we, we yeah, it's no shit. Uh, so we've been over how much Harry enjoyed his Nimbus 2000 and how much he liked to polish his uh, broomstick handle. And now he receives a new best friend. He gets sent a firebolt. So um, he gets the firebolt through the mail. And, uh, you know, him Hermione, and Ron are Hermione, her, Yeah, Hermione wet blankets the shit out of this. Yeah, basically. I didn't want to, like, jump right into it. Yeah, him and Ron are very excited. Then they go and show Hermione, and she's immediately like, but what if it's cursed? And I mean, then, but what uh, if it's cursed? <laughs> I, so, in fairness to Hermione, in the context of this book, I think that's the right call. We know that there is a wizard who we think is only out to kill Harry. And then all of a sudden, the most expensive uh, broom, which I don't, does it ever get mentioned how he bought this? Are there like mail order catalogs? <laughs> he went to Amazon. It's fine. <laughs> There's no two-step like, verification. Even, even then, uh, 12 Grimold Place is like very famously the House of Black. So like, was the guys working at the, at the broom shop like, huh, I thought all these guys were dead. Uh, so so I, I have to imagine that like, it appears that everybody in the wizarding world is some measure of idiot. Um, or just doesn't ask questions. Yeah, I bet he just put his hair up. Put it in a ponytail. They're like, no, Sirius Black very famously has long shaggy hair. I have a ponytail. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. You do look like Gary Oldman, but Gary Oldman's not Sirius Black, so that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Oldman just has one of those faces. Yeah, he's like, ah, okay. Um, so, so like, fair to Hermione, but I also love, like, let's assume that, that Sirius did buy this broom to kill Harry. I like the theory of it, because it was like, it's like uh, putting a pie in front of Fred Flintstone, where it's like, it's not going to be able to resist. And it's like, yeah, but it could be poison. Not going to be able to resist. It's not like, like, what is Harry Potter going to stupidly get on without without asking questions like Firebolt? Like, yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, you don't even have to go to Fred Flintstone. You can go back to the previous book, in which case, uh, J.K. Rowling had yeah had a couple of twelve year olds uh, drug themselves because they really like cake. Who doesn't? I really like cake. So then also Harry tells everybody now, Harry is now openly telling people he's going to uh, search out and kill Sirius Black, which of course breaks the promise that he gave to Mr. Weasley because Mr. Weasley, in fact, does know what he's talking about, uh, contrary to popular belief. Uh, Then we do the whole Christmas feast thing where Trelawney comes down and is extra weird. She Um, is super weird. Can we talk about how weird she is? And like, the reason I want to bring this up, I know we've talked about her before and like why she exists and the, 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 the process by which Dumbledore keeps her around. I get it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a necessary thing. Um, do you think at any point Dumbledore was like, Sybil, chill. Also, do we think her name is, was originally Sybil or did she change it when she decided that she was a prophetess? Because Sybil was very famously a prophet. I bet her name was like shit. I think her <laughs> no, I think her name's Sybil because I think that she came from. Because remember, her grandmother is. Cassandra. Oh right, 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 right. So right. they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be a family of seers, 
Um, I think she is in denial that she, well, she's not in denial because she is a seer. She's just like a very inconsistent one. Yeah, no, no. She's like the type of beer pong player who's only good when they're drunk. (laughs) Like, how are you so good? I don't know. can, Can you replicate it when you're not drunk? Nope. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Like she only has one every like three years. But super useful when it happens. Like, like, it is like the basis of for most of the book. Yeah. Um, so like, I guess like you just like sort of like roll with it. You're just like, all right, she's going to be fucking weird. McGonagall is going to have to like rein her in every now and then. But, uh, you know. Well, I mean, and the other thing is that like we kind of learned later that like Dumbledore knows she's a fraud for the most part. I think that he, he thinks that the concept of learning divination is probably fraudulent. Like you can't learn it. You just, you just are, you aren't. He probably does, uh, but like we are presented with a alternative method of learning it. Even if I guess, be, like, so like, uh, friends being the new teacher kind of makes like kind of makes sense. They didn't immediately turn to him because uh, we f- find out that friends is like basically not basically is kicked out of his herd and like threatened with death because he's willing to help humans. Um, but that's an entirely different book. We'll get that. here. We now have to go, yeah, now we have to go to Hagrid's hut and learn that Buckbeak is going to be executed. So since Hermione is now um, not speaking to the boys because they're mad at her about how much they're polishing their broomsticks. Hold on, can we talk about this? To be fair, to be fair, if you told me and you, if you and me at the age of, let's say 14, okay? 13? Well, I want to age us up because what the analogy I'm about to make needs to make sense. 15, 16. Okay. okay. And we were gifted. One of the two of us was gifted out of nowhere, a Porsche. Okay. And our friend who was a girl, um, Schmecka, said, you know, that's probably a death trap. And she took it to the cops and we didn't have the Porsche anymore. We would not be talking to her for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, like, I, I'm not mad at them. Like, they are behaving precisely as I would expect them to be. Sure. Sure, sure. Okay, so they're not um, talking to her. They're not talking to her. And then, uh, da, 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 da. so the research, so Harry and Ron, no, yeah, I know. No, <laughs> noted scholars, Harry and Ron, are, uh, are not volunteering to do legal research for Hagrid because let's not... Let's not kid ourselves here. This is a legal research practice. Like uh, practice, they are trying to find precedent, precedent. for why Buckbeat, sh- yeah, why Buckbeat shouldn't be mur- murdered. I, uh, I, I, at this point, you you have to believe that somebody. Remember, we've we've talked previously about somebody in the wizarding world's dad uh, is a lawyer. Like it's 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 got to be right. Um, like somebody's muggle father is a lawyer. And so that means that at some point... Not only that, but like... Well, but also, there is there is a legal... There is a wizarding court. Like, we have established... Like, the wizard gamut is a thing. They establish that they have a system of courts. Right. Although we've never seen a wizard lawyer. Yeah, so I... Well, I mean, Dumbledore kind of acts like Harry's lawyer at oh, one yeah. point. Oh, yeah. You think, you think he passed the bar? <laughs> yes. He probably wrote it, too. I, I, I just, like, I can't, like... I can't imagine someone in wizarding law school like, all right, all right, we're going to do some legal research on Marbury versus Madison or the 
no, no, no. There's no, world. but there's no, there's no wizarding law school because this is England. So it's not, so oh, you're, right. you're an apprentice. You're right. You're right. So you have to apprentice as it. Yeah. And you've got some old wizard to be like, back in my day, uh, we, we, we executed a hippogriff and then went out to, to drinks at 11 o'clock in the morning. You're like, okay, that's a weird story, man. But I guess I'll learn more from you than I would from school. I think apprenticeships. Yeah. Are weird. So that's how that works. That that's canon now. That is how wizarding law school works. We're good with it. Or wizarding wizarding legal lawyers works. Uh, and also, like um, I I appreciate uh, Dumbledore not being involved in the uh, in the the legal research or the defense because he's just like, eh, eh, all right. Why should he be bothered? Yeah, I got, got other shit going on today. All right, so then uh, we go to the Patronus. This is when, so Hermione is now like openly flouting to Harry and Ron that she's figured out why Lupin is gone every month, uh, which again, Lupin is consistently gone about once a month for like two days. And at no point do any of these idiots like at least guess that maybe he's menstruating. I mean, that would be, that would be our joke. Right? Like, by the third time, that would be our joke. I don't even know if it would be a joke. I think we would, at 13, would have been like, wait, can he? Can he? We, I, we, we didn't, we, we went to public school. We didn't have health class until we were 14. Yeah. We yeah, were health- like, <laughs> attend public school, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's great for you. Uh, so then, Harry has to start learning the Patronus, which um, he Lupin teaches him by getting a uh, Boggart to assume the form of the Dementor because Harry has already admitted that his greatest fear is the Dementor, not Voldemort, which is uh, very some very heavy heavy handed literary action in order for Lupin to get to say the line that means all you fear is fear itself. No, um, he, he fears he, I, he he fears a very real thing. Dementors are real. They're not fear. They're real. Well, so here's the other thing. Why do Patronuses work on boggers? Like, oh yeah, they not I had that work? issue. Yeah, I had that issue too. Um, I guess because, so. What's we're so what we're implying is that a bogger can give the Dementors kiss, and it also I don't implies think it's possible. Yeah, it also implies that you could beat the crap out of a bogger, like with your fists, because they're yeah. like like if I if I made like, if my let's say hypothetically my greatest fear is a clown, um. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Um, and it becomes a clown. And I say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get out a lot of anger it, real quick. And I just go to town, just beating the crap out of it. Like, would that work? Yeah. Like, th- does it like does it take damage? According the same to way? what we've yeah. been told. Right. So I think According it takes to what told. I think it takes damage the same way. So like if your let's say your your greatest fear was spiders, could you just like raid? <laughs> Like, like anti-spider spray and that's it? I don't have an answer for you because it seems to be a very think, large loophole. I, I, I think that's the answer. Um, so, okay. So, so, so we, we, we do the Patronus and then we have these like heart-to-heart talks where Harry finds... Um, I, I Actually, you know what? Do you know what this reminds me of as I'm sitting here is, uh, is the... Uh, the episode of Scrubs where Harry's or where JD is constantly looking for a mentor. And you know, Doug is <laughs> sort of the mentor that I'd always right. Yeah. Uh like Doug, get out of here. 
like, yeah, like, because Lupin. this is like the heart to heart where this is where Harry finds out that his, that Lupin was friends with his parents. Uh, and then obviously that means that he was also friends with Sirius Black. And Harry finds out that Lupin is also under the impression that Sirius uh, betrayed his parents, which again brings up the point that Sirius is a pretty boy moron. At no point in now 14 years, 13 years, 14 years, 13 years, has he mentioned that uh, he was framed? Not once. Just not even not even one time. Do we think that there are visits to Azkaban? Like there are. We know there are because right. that's how. Uh, well, not to spoil anything, but that's what happens to Barty Car- Crouch Jr. Right. So, like, why wouldn't Lupin like go? Why wouldn't you go and just be like, "The hell, man!" And Sirius could have been like, "I didn't do it." Peter. I, so I. So- yeah, so I—I I mean, I—I I was on the brought that critique, but I also can see not like if for some reason I thought you murdered Angus, I don't know if I would immediately go to the jail and confront you. Uh, there might be some anger issues that I would have to deal with for a little while, but at some yeah, point, thirteen I feel like, years, thirteen. Yeah, at some point, I feel like you'd have to go and do it. Yeah, like I'm not saying this would have been like day one. Like I think like six months later, a year later, four years later, whatever. You go and you're like, dude, what the hell? And also, secondary point, why didn't Lupin, when Lupin went, run, went looking for Pettigrew, or when, when Sirius went looking for Pettigrew, why didn't Sirius call Lupin? Because I've, I, yeah, as a pretty boy hothead dumbass, um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm friends with some. Um, the first thing you do is you're like, hey, uh, like it's like the town. Like, hey, I need you to come with me. You're not allowed to ask why. You're not allowed to, uh, to bring it up again, but we're going to go hurt some people. And the answer from your dumbass friend, Remus Lupin, is, all right, where are we going? Because that's, like, I think that's the response. Well, also, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's, like, like it was known to outsiders that Azkaban wasn't affecting serious how it affected other inmates, right? Somewhat, Dumbledore, I think, brings it up. But I, I think it was, like, known, yeah, so it was known by people that were not like associated with Azkaban. So like there is a way for Remus Lupin to be like, huh, I wonder what that's all about. Well, Lupin probably figured it out. He probably figured he went dog mode. And he, he like, but, but then like, why not tell people he had dog mode? Uh, there's a lot it's just, of, there's just a lot of questions. questions. <laughs> a lot of questions. All right. Where are we? Still are, are, trying are, to, uh... are, are we, are we still on Lexus Nexus? Yeah, well, that goes on for the rest of it. Uh, we're still talking about the Patronuses, and Harry like goes from not being able to do it to uh, being able to produce like gray wisps of smoke, which is uh, we kind of gloss over it. But for a thirteen-year-old, that's supposed to be like absolutely amazing magic. Yeah, I, I think that like it's it's a it's a funny thing with Harry because like sometimes like with some magic that and again it's like Joanne needs some stuff. Um, like with some magic, he's really really effective i think he's just good at gym and i think defensive against the dark arts is yeah. sort of gym it's essentially gym <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly what it is yeah he's like very he's... good at well it's also it's also the the brand of magic that based on what we learn is uh most heavily dependent on how you feel and he's an emo little bitch so and he, yeah so so it's like yeah okay all right um, the movies, by the way, like skip from uh, from learning about Sirius Black as his godfather to the execution of Buckbeak, like one after another, just for what it's worth. 
we do we get close to that? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, the next thing we have to do is play a, another Quidditch match, which sure. is this time Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. And uh, Harry sees Dementors coming onto the field. So walking, while playing a match on the on the, on, the, on the ground like they do, <laughs> right? Uh, while playing in the match, he uh, produces a Patronus and sticks it on uh, the Dementors. Which we then come to find out is actually um, Malfoy, and Malfoy, Crab, and Grubb Goyle. Yeah, yeah. And I think somebody else, but like, yeah, the, it, it was uh, uh, Montague. Flint. Isn't it usually Maybe Flint? Marcus Flint? Yeah, it's Flint or Montague. It's the it's whoever the captain is during the third year. I can't remember. I think it's Flint. And I gotta tell you, Marcus Flint, the way that he's presented in the films, if he's the guy who I think he is. Um, not at all how I pictured him. Like he's he's like presented as a sort of like goonish character, and in my head, yeah. like he was like very cool in the books. Um. So so that was that was disappointing from the films, but um. So okay, so good job, Harry. You win. You win the Quidditch. You're friends with Her- with Hermione, I guess, because the Firebolt's back, right? Yeah, I think he got. I think he got it back before before this. Oh, it's, it's probably worth mentioning in the film, he doesn't get the firebolt until the very end. Right, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, um, so he, he does get the he does get the firebolt back. Sorry, we're going to backtrack a little bit. He gets the firebolt back before that Quidditch match. Yeah. So he is able to patch things up with Hermione. And Ron looks like he is going to do patch up things with Hermione. And then, um, ba- so Ron goes up to the uh, do- boys' dormitory and there is Scabbers blood is everywhere. He thinks Scabbers is dead. He thinks that Crookshanks has eaten Scabbers. Right. So uh, him and Hermione's relationship is basically dead at that point. We played the... Uh, it's as dead as Scabbers scratch. is. Hey, hey, hey. Spoiler. So then after the Quidditch match, they go to sleep and Ron wakes everybody up in the middle of the night because he claims that Sirius Black has just stabbed his the curtains around his bed. Right. Which was Scabbers. Which was what? Which was his attempt to kill Scabbers. As we know. Correct. Right. So then uh, obviously Harry has a uh, what do you call it? Identity crisis as to why Ron is now the important one that Sirius Black is trying to kill and not Harry because again Harry's an emo little bitch. Uh, with main character syndrome. Which, fair yes. night, in fairness, the book is called Harry Potter. Yeah, well, he doesn't know that. That would be that would be a lot of meta fourth wall breaking. I would love that if at some point, at some point he said to Ron, like, like, like full on Robin Hood men tights, like, no, you're not supposed to die here. It's not in the script. It's not in the script. <laughs> I can't die. The book's named after me. Fair. Fair. Wait, is this the last book? Oh, it's not the last book. Harry can't die, y'all. It's not Albus Dumbledore in the Chamber of Secrets. Let's go. Uh, Hagrid then tries to play everybody by inviting the boys down for tea. Turns out Hermione is there, and he's just trying to. So we're doing 80s movie plot lines now. Sure, Uh, sure. And then uh, Ron still won't be friends with her because she still has Crookshanks. So then uh, Harry again sneaks out to Hogsmeade. Uh, this time 
at least stays under the cover of the invisibility cloak. Good job. Um, yep. So they are discovered by Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle. So then uh, Malfoy uh, goes and snitches to Snape. As he does. And yep. And Snape is like all gung ho about expelling him yet again. But then Lupin manages to like just so happens to wander into Snape's office at that time because it's that time of the month. Uh, and what? Yeah, look, you can't you cannot say no when Aunt Flo comes calling. And by Aunt Flo, I mean the moon. And by Aunt Flo, I mean the lady from Progressive. Right, obviously. Uh, Sir, no, not serious. Snape discovers that Harry has the Marauder's map. Uh, Lupin obviously confiscates it and then lectures Harry about being reckless with Sirius Black on the loose, which is all kinds of ironic. Right, right. Uh, and then we find out that despite the fact that Harry and Ron were supposed to be doing their legal research project, they weren't actually doing a very good job. But Shocking. luckily Hermione was helping. Yeah, luckily Hermione was helping, but unfortunately uh, she also did not do a good job and Buckbeat is going to be killed. Which, like, again, like, let's let's go through this. If your legal research team is a bunch of 13-year-olds, yeah, you're not going to have a good time. Also, um, I feel like it would have been really easy to get the one free bite doctrine. Like, that's that's English common law. Um, not to get, like, too legally technical here, but you basically get one free bite. Um, and, like, there's, like, a... Clarify, a, when you, when we say you, we say pets. Right. Or and, domesticated animals. Uh, and, and, like... I cannot go bite somebody. I mean, you could. I could probably yeah I mean like consent you know and, and also like we could, we could probably like plead that down to a misdemeanor you're getting probation at worst um, law firm of Statler and Waldorf check us out um, <laughs> so 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 the Buckbeak execution and, and we'll, we'll, we'll do the end of book three and the beginning of book four uh, next time because I think all we have left is the uh, last three hours of the book uh, and, and go home time um but wait there's maybe more than three hours who knows um so but but the the concept of this execution is very funny to me it's very funny to me because that means that means that what we've done here is is we have assigned rubius hagrid zero blame the guy in charge of the magical creatures professor in the care of magical creatures Gets nothing. This dude was in Azkaban six months ago because of his care of magical creatures. The next thing he does is he has a kid, you know, in the eyes of the law, maimed by a magical creature. And the law says, well, well, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, I appreciate the creature's fault. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no. I mean, that kind of, like, tracks with how it would ha- be handled in the muggle world as well, except that, like, at least the owner would be fined of, in some kind, in some way. Yeah, I mean, but there's, instead, there's, I guess, there's a $2,500 fine coming your way, for sure. Well, I think that the the, <laughs> the wizarding law recognizes that uh, Hagrid's broke. He lives in a one-bedroom hut on the, <laughs> at his place of employment, which he is working two jobs for. And they think they realize they correctly determined that like the bigger punishment for him is for, to make it a giant show where his pet's head gets cut off. Yeah, and why did they do that? <laughs> Isn't there a more oh, they're efficient? They're big fans of dumb and they're big fans of dumb and dumber. 
Yeah. His heads are falling off. I mean, like, that's probably, like, the best answer. Like, we can't come up with a better form of execution for a large bird lion than than, than giant axe. Like, uh, there should probably be some sort of, like, sanctioned Avada Kedavra here, right? Like, painless, immediate. That would be so much quicker. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, Avada Kedavra, dead, good. Who's, who's, who's buying lunch? I, I assume it's, it's just, I assume it's fudge, right? Like he's the boss. No, that's how that works generally. He should in theory be the uh, highest earner there. Yes. Yeah. Although we don't know how much the, the, the minister of magic makes. I, I don't know how much the minister, the prime minister makes either. I just uh, assumed it's more than the teacher and the headmaster and the guy whose sole job it appears to be to kill animals. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that that guy is the guy who does it for fun. Like I, that's, that's a weirdo who does it for fun. That's a volunteer position. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah, no, no, no. That's I, way worse. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this is something we should encourage. I'm just saying like, I get the sense that that guy got his jollies from, from separating a hippogriff from its head. Um, but I'll tell you how, how I get my jollies. And that's when our dear listeners like subscribe, share, uh, and tell their friends about this podcast. Um, I want to give a special guest to Angus who has been here the whole time. He didn't, uh, leave in the middle. Um, he has been here the whole time. If you haven't heard him, um, I would, I would, you know, check your speakers maybe because, uh, he's been here the whole time. He said a lot of interesting and funny things. Um, if you yeah. want to at him about what he said in uh, around minute 48, uh, at Nerd Angus, for all of your other takes, at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. Um, for some reason, I had 87 notifications on my Twitter today uh, because I got was part of a discussion about Tyler Adams. It has nothing to do with Harry Potter, but um, I usually respond. If I don't respond, it's because I'm in a meeting. So uh, please add us at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. Um, we are going to have an Instagram up and running with pictures of Bugbeak's severed head uh, just as soon as we can. Don't worry about it. Um, why? 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 Why not? Um, and uh, So many reasons. <laughs> uh, as always, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.